Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicides. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. Jim Smalley for the rest of April. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to New Year Plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today on the show, we're going to talk about Farm Credit Canada announcing that 13 charitable and nonprofit organizations here in Regina received a total of $150,000 to support community enhancement projects. We'll chat with someone from FCC about that investment. Chicken Farmers of Canada is very concerned about the state of the avian flu in the country and four Speckle Park cattle breeders in central Saskatchewan are getting together to help people in war-torn Ukraine. We chat with them in Marlena Borsch of of Mercantile Consulting, my apologies, provides a weekly overview of the wheat market summary. The market report, resource report, and the farm weather is in its normal place. We'll be right back after this. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldus-Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778 and brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your water well wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. 13 charitable and nonprofit organizations in Regina have received a total of $150,000 from Farm Credit Canada to support community enhancement projects. The money was contributed through the FCC Regina Spirit Fund with Family Service Regina, Sophia House, and the North Central Family Center all receiving $25,000, with the other 10 organizations receiving between $5,000 to $15,000. We chatted with Carlo Warkina, the community investment manager with FCC. Why has FCC decided to constantly invest this $150,000 into nonprofit and charitable organizations here in Regina? We have over a thousand employees that are living and working in Regina, so we do feel it's important to support this community as well as the many communities we're able to support uh, across the country with the Agri Spirit Fund. So, you know, and there's just a lot of great work being done here. There's a, a ton of remarkable community groups in the city, and the FCC Regina Spirit Fund is really just a way we help support their efforts to make Regina an even better place to live. Looking at the list, it's quite a wide variety of organizations that you guys have uh, chosen to fund. You know, Family Service Regina to the Cornwall Alternative School, the Legion Theatre Regina. What does it kind of mean to be able to fund such a wide variety of projects for organizations here in Regina? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we're really grateful 
for the work these organizations do. Like you said, it uh, it really runs the gamut. We're we're glad that these different organizations are applying. You know, whether it's a um, an organization like you said, Family Service or Diner, Sophia House, or you know, organizations that are supporting um, people in crisis or Theatre Regina, you know, that's, uh, we were able to help them with an accessible wheelchair realm, things like that. It can, it can really vary. There's so much good work being done. So we're grateful to be able to be part of those projects that really make the city such a better place to live. You guys probably received way more than just 13 applications for funding for organizations who either didn't make it in this year or are just kind of looking at applying in the future. How can they go about doing so? And when is that application process going to be open? Yeah, we will be accepting applications again in January, so of 2023. So we encourage, you know, organizations who are interested and have projects on the go that they could use a hand with to watch our website. It's www.fccreginaspiritfund.ca. They can take a look anytime from now until the application period opens again in January to see the kind of projects that we've been supporting and get some ideas and, and see the eligibility guidelines and see if they might be a fit for the fund as well. So we encourage any organization, you know, registered charities and nonprofits in the in the city to take a look and see if um, we'd be able to support them as well in the future. And what does it mean to be able to help out so many different organizations with so many different projects, especially coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, which was very tough on a lot of these nonprofit and uh, charitable organizations? Yeah, absolutely. It does. It means a lot. You know, it's, it's important that um, communities get behind the organizations that make our communities so such great places to live and work you know with so many of our employees living and working here it is important to us to be part of this community and to certainly show up for those organizations that make it even better you know there's a lot of things like you said a lot of organizations that are um, able to do even more work again now that we're kind of coming we're starting to come out hopefully of um, the pandemic and 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 move forward with some initiatives that they maybe weren't able to undertake or perhaps there is more need than ever because of the pandemic and, and the need that's out there. So I think it's really important for us and all other lots of other organizations that do great work in the city to come together and um, support those who, who need a hand up. To date, the FCC Regina Spirit Fund has supported the completion of 224 projects with more than $1.8 million being invested in those local projects since the fund was created in 2008. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Tanner Wallace Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley once again. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eaves Troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and by Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms and feeding families in Cupar, Ituma, Lipton and Strasburg. The second case of avian influenza was confirmed in Saskatchewan in a backlard flock in a commercial poultry flock. The case was confirmed by the Canadian Food Inspection Agency in the arm of Lorburn just two days after the first case was confirmed in the arm of Moose Creek in a small flock. Though Saskatchewan has seen only two cases so far, over 30 cases have been detected Canada-wide. Lisa Bishop Spencer is the Director of Brand and Communications with Chicken Farmers of Canada and says that the situation is very concerning. We hear cases about the avian flu every year. Why does this year seem to be being viewed as a, a really bad year for, for the avian flu? Well, I mean, there's no real way to tell how viruses enter farms, for instance, but what we do know is that this strain or this year's strain of avian influenza is particularly virulent, 
And usually migratory birds can carry it without getting sick, but we're actually starting to see migratory uh, birds start to uh, carry it and get sick. So what we're seeing is that it's a very virulent strain and it's, uh, it's, a, it's powerful this year. I've heard estimates that 700,000 birds have died or been called due to the avian flu this year. What have you kind of been hearing? So we've heard the same number with respect to 700,000. So that would include commercial flocks as well as backyard flocks. Um, we know that we have 16 cases in Ontario, 12 in Alberta, 4 in Quebec, 2 in Saskatchewan, and 1 in BC. And that's in addition to the one that we were dealing with in Nova Scotia. So there are 41 outbreaks, 35 of which are active right now. There is a lot of concern from poultry producers and small flock owners here in Saskatchewan, and I'm sure that's the case all over Canada. And I guess what are you hearing from individual producers, and what are you as an organization telling them to do to prevent the disease from spreading to their barns? So naturally, farmers are really concerned. Um, it's it's a very concerning. Uh, usually, we sort of see it maybe one, in one province every few years, but this is the first time we've experienced multiple provinces having um, the virus at the same time. So we're being very vigilant and taking it very seriously. Every year, right around this time, as you mentioned earlier, we go out of our way to remind farmers that this is the time that birds are coming north and it's time to strengthen your biosecurity and do things uh, that will help keep it out. Um, but in this case, farmers have to have to redouble those efforts. So we've been advising them to you know, make sure that they're taking all of the procedures, procedural and protocol um, issues into, into account when they're thinking about their birds. So you know, things like staying away from wild birds, making sure there's no opportunity for wild birds to get near the property, um, you know, making sure that you adhere to the footwear changes as you go into the into the barn. Sometimes people are changing their footwear as they enter their farm property and then again as they go into the barn um, and then changing back out and then not leaving the 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 property without changing footwear one more time just to make sure that we're, we're, we're keeping the old adage into play here, which is if it's in, keep it in, and if it's out, keep it out. People here in urban centers like Regina, they like to have bird feeders, but I've heard a couple of cases where people are actually being advised to take down their bird feeders. I guess, what have you been hearing in terms of in terms of that? Yeah, I've heard I've heard two of those stories. I've heard the first one, which is, um, you know, don't keep bird feeders or do for smaller birds. But if you're if you're anywhere near where large migratory birds may land, don't. Um, so the the, the the advice will vary. But CFIA is really uh, coordinating that response in a, in a very positive way. They're doing a very good job of letting people know what they can do to kind of keep it away from their area as well. And Lisa, anything else you want to add for our listeners? I think the most critical message right now is that there's no evidence that suggests that consumption of poultry or egg products can transmit the flu. Um, all evidence shows that thorough cooking will kill the virus. So if you're if you're eating your chicken and turkey the way you normally do, then there's no risk. Um, so just we have to be careful to remind people that they, the supply is abundant and uh, people can continue to eat their, their chicken without any worries. Yeah, that's a good point. We've been pushing that here. 
Lisa Bishop Spencer is the director of brand and communications with the Chicken Farmers of Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. I'm joined right now by the MP of King's Haunts in Nova Scotia. It is Mr. Cody Blois. Cody, how are you doing? Hi, Sean. Doing well. Yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. So last week, I, I saw, I, I kind of enjoyed following it on, on social media. You made a trip out from uh, the East Coast to Saskatchewan. And, and this is something that you were on the show uh, a little while ago as the chair of the House Ag Committee. You had mentioned that you wanted to get out and kind of see agriculture across the country. Uh, I guess, uh, what were some of the sites that you saw in Saskatchewan that were ag-related? Look, uh, you're absolutely right in terms of getting out uh 2019, you you can remember as, as a recently elected MP, we had about 10 or 12 weeks of kind of what I would call normal parliamentary time before the pandemic hit, and it's been very difficult to get out and travel. Uh, obviously, in this capacity, um, in King Pants, as I've mentioned before, uh, big horticulture area, big on fruit growing and supply managed farms and a, and a burgeoning wine industry. Uh, but I don't have the same commodities that exist in the prairie provinces. So for me, this was an opportunity to get out hear from farmers directly, hear from folks that are involved in the industry, uh, and gain a new perspective. And uh, I must say, over the four days, just really impressed with the uh, innovation, the research, and just the uh, the size and scope. Look, we know that 40% of the arable lands in, in Canada are tied to Saskatchewan, so I knew what I was getting into, but it's just it was really impressive to see on the ground and, and had a great time when I was there. Yeah, you know, it is an area that is obviously plentiful with arable land. It is responsible. You know, it is the wheat belt, uh, so to speak. But uh, an area, too, I'm sure you heard about it, dealing with uh, some pretty severe droughts in the southern parts of that province. Look, absolutely. One of the I, one of the key takeaways, and again, to try to answer your question a little bit better, we spent time uh, in Regina, in Saskatoon, and, and around those areas and in between, um, and just tried to pack the opportunity to engage with farmers, with folks on, on the research side, whether it be at the University of Saskatchewan, some of the agri-food processing, particularly around plant proteins, a lot of really cutting-edge research. But time and time again, the point was the importance of irrigation and, and water management. And last summer, I think, was a case in point. Um, you know, you talk to farmers, they're hoping for a good year this year in terms of precipitation and rainfall. We need it especially with what's going on globally and some of the food shortages uh, that are being predicted and I think are, are going to come to bear, especially with what's happening in Ukraine. Um, so whatever we can do at the Government of Canada level, one of the things that I thought was important in the budget is there is a plan and a commitment to create a water agency, especially a water agency outside of the national capital region. Um, obviously, I, I don't know exactly where that's going to go, but the prairie provinces and provinces like Saskatchewan would make sense. And the point about water and water management as it relates to agriculture is, is a point well taken. You mentioned processing 
and uh, particularly uh, pr- proteins. Now, pr- proteins can come in many forms. Obviously, uh, meat is, is one that we traditionally think about, but you know, Saskatchewan has really, really tried to make a play for I- increasing plant proteins through Protein Industries Canada. It's, it's pretty critical to build out that processing capacity on a landlocked province. Look, absolutely. And uh, of course, I, I had the opportunity to be with Minister Wilkinson in Saskatoon uh, last Thursday. In the budget, the government announced uh, $750 million over the next six years to support uh, all five super clusters. Uh, but of course, uh, PIC is doing really important work across the country, but particularly in the Prairie Provinces. Uh, having the opportunity to talk to Bill Gruel, their CEO, um, you know, they're doing work. They're doing amazing work. So hats off to them. We actually had the opportunity to be in Vanskoy. Uh, it's about 30 minutes outside of Saskatoon uh, at the ingredient facility. You know, this is a three or $400 million facility in rural Saskatchewan that is doing leading work in terms of, they really think that they're at the tip of the iceberg in terms of where those consumer trends are going to go. And again, to your point, there's going to be protein coming from everywhere, livestock, they're going to be extremely important as well. But as we, as we try to feed a growing population, uh, those plant-based proteins and the ability to uh, pull the starches and proteins from some of the cash crops uh, to derive important products to meet changing consumer taste and to, and to feed a growing world, uh, it's, we're on the front edge of it in Western Canada, particularly in Saskatchewan. And this has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866 and buy Moose Jaw Truck Shop. The number one choice for any diesel engine repair, drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, there's periods of snow mixed with rain and a high of plus two. Tonight, it's going to be mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of flurries this evening, a low of minus five, and wind chill, and the wind chill making it feel like minus 10 overnight. Tomorrow, it's mainly cloudy with a high of plus two, wind chill minus nine in the morning with periods of snow and a low of minus two tomorrow night. On Friday, there's a 40% chance of flurries with a high of plus three and a low of minus one. Saturday, cloudy with a, another 40% chance of flurries. However, this time, there is also a chance of rain showers with a high of plus five and a low of minus one and on sunday a 40 percent chance of flurries with a high of plus one and a low of minus nine the normal high for today is 14 degrees and the normal low is minus one sunrise this morning was at 5:55, and sunset for tonight is scheduled at 8 p.m around the province at this hour in estevan it's plus three yorkton it's even swift current is minus four moose jaws even Weyburn is the hot spot in the province at plus three, and in Regina, it's plus one. We'll be back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo-Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley for the rest of the month. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by... 
Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Four Speckle Park cattle breezers in center in central Saskatchewan are getting together to help the people in the war-torn Ukraine. We talked to Rob Harrisonchuk with Inc. Cattle Company of Cudworth, which is about an hour northeast of Saskatoon. We're purebred speckle park breeders. We also run a fair-sized commercial herd as well. We're calving out close to 300 cows this year, and we have extensive embryo implant program and, and uh an AI program and we show a lot. We're just trying to build the best cattle we can for people to use. You guys had a sale this past week at Saskatoon Livestock Sales. Tell us about that. We have an annual bull and female sale every spring called the Leading Edge Speckle Park Bull and Female Sale. And uh, this year, ourselves, Janice and I, and, and our other sale partners decided to uh, do something a little different and donate some significant frozen genetics to help the people in Ukraine. Why is that important to you and your family? My family goes back to Lviv, right? That's where we came from. So the war hits us hard. It means a lot to us. When you see the destruction that's happened over there, it makes you want to do something. And I understand that you guys had more help on uh, Saturday with your guys' sale. You bet. It's just, it, it absolutely is heartbreaking watching what, uh, what's happening to the people in Ukraine right now and our sales group which includes Highmark, Speckle Park and Green Hills Livestock and Curvita Acres uh, who are part of the leading edge group. We all came together and we just can't stand by and not try and help. We just have to do something to help these people in their their hour of need and you know as Canadians all of us have a responsibility to help those people who need it. And that $24,000, is that earmarked to any specific charity or organization in Ukraine? Most of our group wishes to uh, have it earmarked for humanitarian aid, right? We're doing our best to uh, help those who, who are hurt and need a place to stay and need protection. That's what we're trying to do. So, no, we don't have a specific charity right now. We've been approached by several we just got to make sure that every dollar raised, every dime that we can come bring together is going to go there and not, not eaten up with some administration or, 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 or something else. So it, it just it's really important that every bit that we can raise, it goes to Ukraine. If somebody's listening to this and they're interested in uh, joining your effort, how can they go about that? The outpouring of support is, has been incredible. It's humbling right and even after our sale we had people calling us from all across the country donating and if people wish to help they can call us at inc at 306-290-7040 and and any help is really appreciated and we will make sure it gets to the people who need it rob harrison chuck and his wife janet are the owners of inc cattle company you're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and buy Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Marlena Borsch provides a weekly overview of the wheat market summary. 
Wheat futures soared until Thursday when traders took profit ahead of the long weekend. The war is going to drag on, which makes production in other areas even more important. A word to India. There has been a lot of discussion about wheat exports from India. For example, Egypt has been looking to add India to its list of wheat origin options. It has been said that Indian wheat exports are poised to make up for a large portion of the missing Black Sea supplies. However, there are now conflicting reports on this. The USDA attaché is forecasting that the 22-23 production in India will reach a record 110 million tons, which would allow India to export about 10 million tons. Some think this could be as large as 16 million as the government is looking to give wheat exports export birth priority. On the other hand, there are rumors of a recent large 10 to 30 percent crop loss. Some think that 10 million tons of wheat exports from India would necessitate India to import grain in the fourth quarter. So stay tuned on these developments, they're quite important. Also, since we're talking about Egypt, the Egyptian wheat tender last week was remarkable and traded at record prices. The cheapest offer was German wheat, but this was rejected because of 14% moisture content of the wheat. The cheapest CNF quote came from a single Russian wheat offer. There was a remarkable $40 per ton spread on the CNN offers, CNF offers. Egypt ended up buying 350,000 tons of wheat at record prices of about 494 US per ton CNF for last half May and first half June shipment. 60,000 tons were booked basis Bulgarian wheat, 240,000 tons came from France, and 60,000 tons of one cargo from Russia. Matif wheat had been in the red prior to the tender, but the booking of the four French cargoes sent the May contract up by seven euros per ton, taking the two-day gains to 27 euros per ton, which worked to almost $37 Canadian per ton, and the straight second contract high close. Next, we generally look at the cash markets, and we already mentioned the Egyptian gas tender in detail above. Algeria also bought 120,000 tons of mostly wheat from uh, wheat from mostly the Balkans for May-June shipment at around 460 US CNF. US weekly wheat sales were poor at only 96,000 tons. To continue, here are some of last week's major news by major wheat origin, starting with Canada. Well, farmers here had hoped that last week's storm would provide moisture to the spring wheat area of the prairies and the northern U.S. plains. It looks like the system largely missed the driest areas of Alberta and Montana. Week 36 Canadian wheat exports were dismal at only 67,000 tons for a total export volume of 7.9 million tons for the year. That was Marlena Borsch, who compiled the weekly market report for the Sask Wheat website. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Tanner Waldo Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. Your market update is brought to you by Fees Tallman, 
Lumber. Purchase all your weather windows with installation from Freeze Talman before April 27th and you'll save 15%. Looking at the markets, Durham came in at 551, feed barley at 362, canola was down 7 to 1096, flax at 1291, lentils at 932, oats at 391, yellow peas was at 628, and feed wheat at 378. One red spring wheat was down 11 to 499. We'll be right back after this. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes from Assiniboia. In Assiniboia, with the market report for April 6th. D1 and D2 cows average 96 up to 110. D3s average 80 to 90. And canner cows from 35 to 70. FRS were strong at 128 up to 139. And slaughter bulls 116 to 138. We also had a couple heifers, groups of heifers on offer. 900 pounds and over averaged 141 up to 158. And 8 to 900 pound heifers averaged 170 to 173. This is Boots reporting from the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction. Have a safe day and thanks for your support. Coming up next is the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit secondlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid and by Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco land rollers and tillage equipment. Price inflation for Canadian consumers shot past expectations last month, jumping to a new three-decade high and cementing expectations that the Bank of Canada will continue with aggressive interest rate hikes in coming weeks. Annual inflation rose to 6.7% in March, up from 5.7% in February, according to Stats Canada. That's the highest since January of 1991. On the markets, the TSX is up 21 points to 22,040. The Dow Jones is up 362 points to 35,273. Oil is down 12 cents to 102.68 per barrel. And the Canadian dollars dropped 79 one-hundredth of a cent at 80.02 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. And if you missed any segment of the show, tune into the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. I'm Tanner Waldo-Scribner, and that's been Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.